Uh, welcome to the Evan Roberts podcast. I'm going to call this a friendly discussion between two passionate Met fans who probably vehemently disagree on the issue at hand. That would be George Springer. And since Sal Akata, star of SNY and WFN is my guest, I'm giving you the floor to begin the podcast. Why are you so upset the Mets didn't give George Springer $150 million? Well, because this year was supposed to be different. He was the one guy I wanted. Remember now, the expectations have changed since the new ownership, okay? And they were supposed to go out there. And, and for the record, I was never in the camp of going out there and spending like, quote, drunken sailors. I didn't want Bauer. I didn't even necessarily care for Lindor. I, I even got off of Real Muto and was perfectly happy with McCann. I wanted George Springer. They have needed a center fielder since Carlos Beltran moved to the corner outfield and right field. They haven't had a legit center fielder. Springer is a guy who not only can play center field, he's proven in the postseason, which another thing, which is another thing I think is invaluable, as we've seen with the Yankees year in, year out. You need somebody who can hit quality pitching in big spots in the postseason if you are, in fact, to go out there and win the World Series. So his impact bat. Being that he's a center fielder, local guy, love his personality, his makeup, he was the guy I wanted. Okay. So for them to not get him what reportedly seems to be 25 or 30 million bucks over the course of six years is ridiculous. So I'm thinking how I want to attack this because there's a lot of different ways I can do it. And I want to make something clear to you and I want to make something clear to everybody listening. I have nothing against George Springer. I like George Springer. In a perfect world, they would assign George Springer. So let me start with the center field aspect. Obviously, I agree with you. The Mets haven't had a real center fielder since Carlos Beltran was their center fielder before they moved him to right field. Totally agree with you. Can't argue it at all. Brandon Nimmo, nice player, not a true center fielder. With that said, George Springer has started more games in right field than he has started in center field. That's number one. Number two, he's 31 years old. Right now, he's an average defensive center fielder, and that's probably being nice. Now, I admit you and I don't watch him every inning of every game, but everything I've heard is he's average. He's okay. He's 31 years old. You wanted to give him a six-year contract. How many of those years was he going to be an average defensive center fielder? How many see, of those years? See, here's the difference, though. Your and a lot of Mets fans are looking ahead as yes. if years four, Correct. five, and six matter anymore. That's what no. Steve Cohen no. is for. It's, no, no, F, it doesn't matter anymore. If the Mets won two of the next three World Series, <laughs> would you give a crap about your four, no. five, and six? No. And, 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 and that's it. That, that's the point. So I get I'll that. i worry about that then. I get that, but... First of all, a part of the reason I know this is not related, but it is a part of the reason I freaked out over the James Harden trade was thinking three, four, five years down the road. If the Nets win an NBA title, I'm not going to give a rat's ass about draft picks, right. but you're still thinking about the big picture. And the big picture is, okay, you're right. In the short term, George Springer gives the Mets the best chance to win a championship. I agree with you on that. But in the long term, at what cost? He's going to become a corner outfielder, which they're completely filled with. And the other point, which I'll bring up right now, is Michael Conforto. I get that the Mets have a much bigger budget now with Steve Cohen. I love it. I love his beautiful money. We've already seen the impact. But let's not act, Sal, like there's no budget whatsoever. 
Are they going to be able to keep Michael Conforto and pay him $150 million after handing $160 million to George Springer? Was that really realistic? And $300 million to Francisco Lindor? Well, let me ask you this. They yeah. did offer, I mean, I don't know the exact timeline of it, but mm-hmm. they they were reportedly or seemingly in it until he, in fact, chose the Blue Jays the other day. So I would assume that their offer still stood at, what was it, $120 million? Right. Uh, that the, yeah, right. So you're telling me the difference then between being able to sign Syndergaard or Conforto or Lindor, was that $30 million? The Mets knew, A, that they needed the center fielder, B, that they liked the player because if you don't like the player, you're not offering them, you know, $120 million bucks, and C, that they had all these issues moving forward anyway. So why let the 30, 25, 30 million get in the way? That's my issue. Do I think it's realistic? Look, I think it's a lot of money to tie up with Conforto and with Lindor and with Springer, obviously, and with other guys, you know, DeGrom and the starting rotation. Yeah, I get it. I'm not a bookkeeper here. I'm trying to put the best team <laughs> and then Mets fans drive me nuts. So now it's all, oh, in the beginning it was we want Bauer, we want Lindor, we want Springer, we want Real Muto. And now they miss out on the top guy. And now it's, oh, no, you know what? No. We're fine. we got to worry about Conforto and Lindor. No, 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 no. It's, it's not a pivot to, like, defend new ownership. It's a pivot in that they traded for Francisco Lindor. And that's the pivot. They're going to have to give Lindor $300 million. I think that's realistic. And I'm good with that. And I'm sure you're good with that. They just traded for the guy. He's one of the best shortstops in baseball. He's 27 years old. Actually, let me just, before I assume anything, because you're a little wacky sometimes, as am I, I admit that. Are you cool with signing Lindor to a $300 million deal? Yeah, I'm not. Okay. I don't think I could get involved with the money anymore it's not because it shouldn't and again we're talking about next level but in past years we wouldn't be talking about a player the caliber of Lindor but whatever move but whatever move they made would potentially prevent them from making no no hold on hold on hold on the New York Yankees who we have shared a town with for the last 30 years of our lives we're roughly the same age we've watched the Yankees run themselves like a huge market team. We've been in awe of the New York Yankees, but you know as well as I do that the Yankees have a freaking budget. So we've entered Yankee territory. That doesn't mean we've added to you can sign everyone territory. The Yankees don't sign everyone. They target guys. Cashman looks ahead and says, okay, this is who I wanted to. They didn't target Bryce Harper because a year earlier they got Giancarlo. Well, what are the Yankees going to do then with Judge? I mean, Sanchez, who knows at this point, Torres, when these exactly. guys start to make real but money. Sal, that's why they don't sign every single. Fr- that's why Bryce Harper isn't a New York Yankee right now. It's why Manny Machado isn't a Yankee right now because, yeah, they pay certain guys, free agents, they add them just like the Mets have, but also want to maintain their own guys. They have a high level budget. That's where the Mets are. It's a great place to be. But you're acting as if, well, what, Steve Cohen owns the team. Why can't they get everybody? You no, got to pick your no. damn spots now. Well, I am. The, the one guy I wanted was Springer. And, and Over by the Lindor. Way, Over yes, Lindor. Yes. Yes, because I'll tell you the drop-off, because the drop-off from Springer to whatever they're going to put in center field was more significant to me than Jimenez at short. I liked Jimenez at come short. Come on. No, no. He's now, not the player. He's come not the, on. Well, wait a second. He's not the player Lindor is. Nobody yes. is saying that. Yeah. But he, but you can, he's a winning player. You can win with Jimenez at shortstop oh, yeah, who provided yeah. some offense. He's a great defensive player. And obviously they would have been better in other areas. So they wanted to go all in on 
only the guy one. Play, I thought, well, hold on. The guy plays 49 games, hits 260, winning ball player. Look, I like Andres Jimenez. He's fine. You're telling me the drop-off between Lindor and Andres Jimenez is less than the drop-off between George Springer and Jackie Bradley Jr., if that's who the they're Mets not, end up not, signing. They're, yeah, they're not, they're not going to get him. And Jackie Bradley Jr. can't hit, and it doesn't sound like they're going to sign him anyway because he's going to be too much money for the type of player that he is. You get happy with Albert Al- well, Moore well, you Jr.? know what? But, Sal, that's where I'll rip. That's where I'll rip the Mets. Like, the one thing I look at by not signing George Springer is you better get me Brad Hand. You better get me right. a capable center fielder that's better than Almora, who sucks. But let, right. me, let me, well, that's the, and ain't that, that good. That's the point. They're, now they're going to get the guy to compliment Nimmo because okay. they can get a real center fielder. But, but here's what we're talking about, Ev. Yeah. I said I would have given Springer the 150, right? What he wanted. You're saying, right. well, you can't just go out there and pay everybody. They were willing to give him 120. So I want to know how the $30 million is that significant if you spread it out over the course of six years they could have gotten creative how is that 30 million so significant when you're talking about lindor and conforto and the future that that does not make sense to me at well all. i i get it's it's actually a really good point and i'm not going to argue it because i wouldn't have signed george springer for that price either like right. once the mets traded for lindor okay and this is a strategic thing it's not just locking up conforto or potentially locking up Syndergaard. it's not just that once the Mets traded for Lindor, I said, boy, I still want to fill a bunch of holes. And if you assume there's a budget, and let's just say for the sake of it, the budget is the luxury tax line. Okay, Steve doesn't want to go over the luxury tax line in year one, which doesn't mean he's never going to go over the luxury tax line, but it's year one. I wanted to then take that money and spend it on a Brad hand, spend it on another starting pitcher, a guy like Masahiro Tanaka. We'll see what his price looks like. And a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr., who is significantly better than Almora. You know, Jackie Bradley Jr., I get it. He's not the greatest bat in the world. Look up his career numbers. He's not, you know, I'm going to take a personal shot at you. He's not Ray Ordonez I knew you you were going there. I knew it. No, I get it. Look, and ultimately, if they sign, and to me, the perfect offseason would have been everything they did and just add Springer and Brad Hand, and I would have been in heaven. That's it. Now, I know that that's a lot, but remember, this has been a team and a fan base that has been deprived for at least 10 years. They so traded they, for Lindor. They had a lot of ground to make up. And you, you think they're on right now? Are they on the same level as the Dodgers? I mean, I'm trying to win a World Series here. I'm not trying to make the playoffs. I've seen that before. I get that. I want to contend legitimately with the Dodgers, with the Braves, with the Padres, with the okay, Yankees. Okay. Can they do that right now? Let me. No, no. They still have holes to fill. I'm with you. I want to sign Brad Hand, too. I want to add a center fielder. I even want to add another starting pitcher so let me throw this at you then george springer is going to make 25 million a year is that eventually the average let's just say 25 million a year right would you rather have just george springer or let's say brad hand at 11 million dollars jackie bradley jr at seven million dollars and i don't know what he's going to get so if your mm-hmm. argument he's going to get more than seven million maybe he is i have no idea what jackie bradley jr sounds get. like more but who knows okay brad hand at 11 Jackie Bradley Jr. at seven. And let's throw in Tanaka's probably too expensive. Uh, um, kind of a, another starting pitcher that's kind of in that six to seven million dollar range. Would you rather have that threesome or just George Springer? I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I would 
I'm not going to go nuts about if they do get Bradley Jr. and Brad Hand and whatever another starter. However, I've been down this road too many times with the quantity instead of quality. I know what George Springer is. Now, it may not be that in year four, five, six. I understand that. But right now, okay. you are adding an impact bat who is going to play center field for them and I think makes them significantly better. So, yeah, I would rather okay. take the quality in this case over the three. Now, now, they should have already had hand. That's the problem with the change in ownership. It should have already been locked up for the one-year $10 million bucks. Well, the change in, in his agency. I think he fired his agent. And no, he hired no, no, a remember, new Agent. Remember, because of the timing of the change in Mets. Ownership, oh, I got you that they should have claimed them. I got what correct. you're saying. You're hundred percent right yeah, about it's that. It's been reported yeah. that they already would have claimed them. So un unfortunately, that whole thing. That, but. Yeah, I think it was eleven million dollars that was left on the deal when they waived them. You're right about that. The fact that we knew Steve Cohen was taking over, they could have freaking claimed Brad Hand. I mean, Cohen could have made a phone call and said, "Look." I'm about to take over. This isn't your problem. Claim Brad freaking hand for me. Right, do but, us a favor. Yeah. The other thing is, okay, let's look at this Met lineup. And for the sake of this discussion, there's there's no DH because I don't know what the hell's going to happen. But Well, if there's no DH, now, now there's a big problem here. I mean, What's the problem? No DH, Dom's playing left field. He's the first baseman. I, I get it, but what you, if there's no DH, what are you doing? Well, let me ask you then, how was this team significantly better offensively than they were a year ago? Because they're, remember, and they I hate are Robin because they traded for Francisco mother uh, effing Lindor. Uh, That's I know why. that, but 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 you're also losing, and I hate Robinson Cano, and I hope that they just get rid of him after this, but he was he had a good year last year. Uh, also, okay. you could rip you could rip him in as all you want. He was productive for them. So you're taking that production out of the lineup. You're keeping all Nemo, right. you're keeping him. You, let's you, go, you're let's go piece by piece to yeah. prove you're wrong here. First of all. I assume James McCann will be more productive than the garbage we saw from Wilson Ramos last year. Is that fair right. to say? Yes. yes okay. Of course. I I'm hopeful that Pete Alonso will be more productive than what he was in year two. Is that by fair the way? Yes, it is. But by the way, maybe the better comparison is two years ago, as opposed to the, you know, the, the pandemic shortened 60 game season. So they got decent production from Ramos a couple years ago. Now I think McCann's going to be better, but I'm just saying, it's not like we're talking about a world of difference there offensively. Alonzo, I agree, is going to be significantly better. You better hope than he was a year ago. Well, the, the other weird thing about the Met offense, because I, I do think the Mets have a really good offense right now, and, and I think that was part of my point about the Springer stuff. George Springer became a luxury because offensively, I do think they're good enough. Where I really want to improve in center field, and maybe this is where I cooled off on the Springer idea after they traded for Lindor, is I want defense. Like when, I, when you mentioned they haven't had a real center fielder since Carlos Beltran, you're a thousand percent right. I don't think they need Carlos Beltran in center field. I think they need a really dependable glove in center field. Brandon Nimmo is not that. George Springer's average, which is fine. I get all he can bring offensively and everything he's done in the postseason, but that's at the cost of $160 million. So you're not giving yourself this gold glove caliber center fielder yeah, you're improving the offense, but I think the offense is already good enough and you're spending $160 million to get it. That's a part of my thought on why 
the whole thing wasn't worth it. So, so hold on now. Yeah. I, and I'm fine with, and I love defense and in particular up the middle. And they've checked two of those boxes with McCann. Thank God. They finally have a catcher who could actually right. catch. Right. And Lindor up the middle at short. So yes. I'm fine with getting the best defensive center fielder. If that's Bradley Jr. Okay. At the cost, whatever. I'm fine with that. Now you tell me where they're getting the offense and what's Nimmo's out of the lineup. Oh, the offense. Dude, think no, about no, this. I'm just, curious. I, I'm just curious. Nimmo I'm going to tell you lineup. right now. Yeah. You've got a lineup of, uh, I'll even order them out for you. Jeff McNeil, Pete Alonzo, you trust Francisco McNeil, Lindor. You, you trust McNeil and Alonzo to bounce back. You better Jeff to, to Mc, what they did two here's years a, ago. Here's what's so great. Here, what did you just say? Do you trust Jeff McNeil to bounce back? Is that what you said? Yes. The guy hit 311 last year with an 840 OPS. He's had one. I'm not counting last year, good or bad. He's that was got, a good year last year. And by the way, last year, had, Jeff well, McNeil had the good. worst year of his stunk. career. Early on in the year, he stunk. He had 311 yeah. oh, he's with had, an he's had one. He's, had one he, he's not exactly a proven major leaguer. And oh, like dude, Jeff dude, McNeil. you're, you're a th- Here's why you're so wrong about that. Jeff McNeil's played 250 major league games. Would you admit that's a pretty good sample size? No. 250 games is not a sample size. I wouldn't say he's a proven major, like a guy you could count on. All no, the guy's done since he's been called up is hit 310, 320. That's all he's done. His entire, I get it. It's 250 games. It's three years. It's half of year one. It's a full year two, and it's a half a year three. I get it. But all he's done is hit. So yeah, I trust that Jeff McNeil is going to hit me 315 with an 840, 850 OPS style because that's all he's ever freaking done in his career. That's fair. No, that's fair. Thank you. I won that argument. Well, I mean, I I don't think it's as guaranteed as you're saying, but yes, I think that that's fair. All he's done is produce as a major leaguer. So he had what, a look. I don't care what the numbers say. You watched him <laughs> as you watched him as did I last I year. Did. It's, a, it's a shortened year, so again, I want to throw that out. Yes, yeah. but he was not as he, again big spots. Him and Alonzo, and I know Alonzo was terrible overall. Those two killed the Mets. Last year, well, McNeil. Every time there yes. were guys on McNeil. Yes. every time. Yes, you're you're a th- you're actually right, and that's a part of why I'm so confident about the Met offense. Your point that's true and negative about the Met offense is why I'm confident. They were a really solid offense in the brief sixty game season. They just couldn't get big hits, and I think because the sample size was so small, I kind of lean towards. Come on, that crap's going to even itself out. Like, I honestly feel that way. I mean, it's a weird season to judge. And the other thing that I think you said that also, to me, makes me feel even better about McNeil is you said, Evan, you watch every game. Was McNeil great last year? No, he wasn't. But he's still at 310. That's kind of the point that even in a year in which he wasn't as good as we expect him to be, he still ended up putting up productive numbers. I think that's the sign of a good ball player. That's fair. I'm curious now. And look, for this team to go the way that they're built now, they need Alonzo and McNeil to be the all-stars that they were. I mean, I know Absolutely. that they Yeah, I know that they've added Lindor, but they still need those guys. And Conforto, who, you know, to a degree, he also gets overrated. I know everybody looks at oh the numbers. You, you know that. Come on. You think he's a legit superstar in this league? That's no, what I never about said now. it. Well, I never implied he's a superstar, nor did I say he's a superstar, but he's a good ball player and he's still only 28 years old. And I'd rather have him on this team long term than George Springer. Do you disagree with that statement? No, long term, I, I could see it. Look, I've been waiting for Conforto from start to finish of a year 
Forget the numbers. I want to see him from start to finish of a year Forget produce consistently. And yeah, because the numbers look okay. But if you watch him every day, the big moments, Michael Conforto was not that bad. You know, the Carlos Beltran. Is Mike that how Piazza, we're defining the, it though? Is that literally how we're going to define oh, baseball for a guy players? You're going to end up paying a ton of, a ton of money for. No, I no, mean, but I mean, Michael Conforto. And again, I know the 60 game season is weird. But in the 60-game season, he was awesome, right? Would you not deny that last year he was pretty no. freaking good? And he's had, in his career, great 60-game stretches. Yeah, he's, he's streaky. Never, he's never done it from start to finish of a year to complete a year, even his well, all-star year. I mean, hurt. I, well, here's what I think is unfair about that. I think a lot of guys are streaky. And when you watch a guy every day, you live and die with their streaks a hell of a lot more than when you look at the final numbers of a guy's season. So I think you got to look at, okay, did he go out and play 150 games before this past year? He did at least a couple of years in a row after being hurt early in his career. And he's a productive player. So I, I guess the guys that are already on this roster, maybe I like more than you because mm -hmm. I like Conforto. I trust Jeff McNeil. I'm curious about Dom Smith because I think that Dom was awesome in a shortened year, but he's got to go out and prove it. He's got to go out and prove it. And I agree with you. He's a first baseman, but if there's not going to be a designated hitter in the national league, I think he can become average in left field. I think he's working his way to that level. I don't know, man. I think this is a pretty good lineup. I don't See, think this is a bad lineup at all. And oh, by the way, we haven't mentioned they added Francisco Lindor. No, no, no. I get it. I, I'm not saying it's a bad lineup. I'm saying it's not a lineup that could go out there and compete with the Dodgers or the Yankees. You know, the the, the Yankees. And, and the by Yankees the way, are in the American League. Who by cares? the way, you get to win a World Series, you got to beat the American League. The last Stop I checked. It. By the way, I love Dom Smith. I think Dom Smith is one of the impact bats that I trust in that lineup. He's a guy, and maybe it's just me getting too involved in the moment because Dom Smith, anytime you needed a hit last year, big spot, Dom Smith came through. Okay. That's what I value. So you now like you, the offense. So you well, do think this is a good offense. No, no, no. I like Dom Smith's offense. I like Pete Alonso two years ago's offense. Conforto, to me, has never been that clutch guy. He showed signs of it last year, but from start to finish of the year, he hasn't. So, yeah, I overall, I do think there are important – or not important, but there are good pieces for this team offensively, how it's going to mesh together. I don't know. And, by the way, we're talking about a team you, – you even said it. So, are you living – Nimmo's out of the lineup then? You're, Nimmo's the fourth outfielder on your team because no DH? Um – no, I, I think it's going to be a part-time kind of thing. And, and I also think you have to look at a baseball and not just a baseball season. It's still going to be dealing with COVID, but guys don't play every single day. They just don't. So having four solid major league starting caliber outfielders, and they don't have that yet. I mean, right now, when you really think about how many outfielders they have, they only have two. They have Michael Conforto and Brandon Nimmo because you're forcing Dom Smith into the outfield and this hypothetical defensive glove that we want to add now that Springer's in Toronto. For me, it's Jackie Bradley Jr. I think you'd agree Jackie Bradley Jr. is probably your preferable guy at this point. Well, I mean, look, you offensively he's not. But, yeah, you want defense in center field. Is that what you value? And then you're going to move Nimmo to, to left. Do you want – um, a right-handed bat. I mean, do you want the more offense? What are That's they the only value? problem. It's a good point. See, one problem with Jackie Bradley Jr. is that he he's a lefty bat, so it kind of him and Nimmo. It's not a platoon necessarily. It's 
It's more like, hey, I'm bringing Nimmo in late for defense or I'm bringing Bradley Jr. in late for defense because I think that's going to be important if Dom's playing left field where not, not necessarily that you're taking Dom out. You could be taking Pete Alonso out. I mean, you could be improving your defense in the outfield and moving Dom to first base. So it may be a caddy situation where you're splitting the playing time. Uh, guys are going to sit like we talked about, but you really need those extra guys so that late in the game you can tighten up your defense. And they have a chance to be a much improved defensive team. And I kind of wonder, bro, what they're doing at third base. Because yeah. you get the impression that they don't love J.D. Davis. You know, you just get I'm that glad. I'm I'm glad because I don't either. And it's not a knock on JD Davis. He's just another one of these guys that I'm so sick of seeing over the years that is one dimensional. I want well-rounded baseball players. And if you're not going to be well-rounded, you better be like, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr., for example. Okay, maybe he's not great offensively, but he's as good a defensive center fielder. So as who you do you find. who do you want at third base? Because we well, haven't even was, addressed that since. Yeah, you I was going to ask you. I was going to bring that up. What are we looking at? You're looking at McNeil. You slotting him at second for sure? Or are you looking to move him to third and get a second baseman? I mean, I think for this team to have true success, they have to have the luxury of the DH. I know you hate it, and I understand why, but they are much better with Smith at first, Alonzo at DH. Look, I, I, Sal, left, I don't, den- I don't deny the Mets are better off with the DH. Like that's a, it's almost a fact. At this right. Point. So there's no way to argue that. But at third, I don't want Davis because a, I don't think he's good enough offensively to make up for his poor defense. Um, and, and B, he's just a similar, I don't know, a similar guy to what they've had in the past. I want a more well-rounded guy or a guy who is great in one area. Now he's been okay. good here. Don't get me wrong. He's been good. I think they could find a bet. I'd rather have Guillaume at third and go all glove. Now that was assuming they had Springer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, well, they don't have Springer in the lineup, so you can't do I that. So now you need a little more. How about, how about this? How about we blow up the whole financial thing and they just go trade for Nolan Arenado? That, that seems like a nice fit. Uh, he's one of my favorites. But, I mean, now you're talking about a th- – th- you know, that's a bad contract. I love Arenado. And then you – I wouldn't get caught up in the course Field numbers. I know people do. So it's, it's a bad contract. Why? Why is it a bad contract? Well, how long does it go here? He's it goes one. until if he doesn't opt out, it goes until 2026. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just a hefty. And what is it? It's over 20 million a year, right? 25 million a year, something like that. Yeah, it, yeah. it was initially signed at eight years, 260. So I know you're really good with math. So what does that no, add up to? I'm not I'm just kidding. That, that adds up to 33 million dollars a year. Well, wow, so even way more than what I thought. Well, hold um, on a sec. Hold on a second. Hold on a hold on a damn freaking second. So. You think that contract's terrible. Oh, it's an awful contract. You can't do that. Nolan Arenado is about to turn 30 years old, mm-hmm. and he is signed through 2026. So that means he's got 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. That's six years. Oh, oh wow. Six right, years. So six years and how much left? Six years, $32 million a year. Okay. George Springer, who you're bitching about, signed for six years, about $25 million a year. Right. So you don't think Nolan Arenado, who's a year younger than George Springer, is worth $7 million a year more? Mm, well, no. For the Mets, I think I'd rather have the center fielder. And, and by the way, oh, Arenado... come on. Nolan Arenado is, is better than George Springer. Position I my ass. He's a platinum glove defensive third baseman. I, you would rather spend the money on Springer than Arenado? What? I think they needed the center fielder. I would rather have Arenado and Springer than I would Lindor, if you're asking me. So, well, I mean, look, I, th- that's different. And I had a debate. Uh, if you want to check out an old edition of the Evan Roberts podcast, 
I debated a few Met fans on Arenado versus Lindor, and I agreed with you. I preferred Arenado. Look, they had a so great you're chance. settling too. This is the whole year. You're, you're settling. What, what do you mean? mean? You, you got you going nuts about Lindor, top five player. Yeah, Francisco Lindor, and yeah. you didn't even want him. You wanted Arenado. Well, I didn't say he want him. I said here are two elite level players, two of the top ten. Top ten. Right. I don't know. I have to think about it. Two of the top ten, top fifteen players in baseball. I made a preference on which one I preferred. Don't act like I said I don't want Francisco Lindor. I said well, Arenado is better. That's we agreed. All. We agreed on that. And then I kind of got off of it because I just, I guess I felt it wasn't realistic for them to obtain Arenado. And I'm not sure why. Maybe something I read just turned me off. But yeah, I, I preferred Arenado as well. You know what I want? Here, here's what I want. And What's I think that, that th this is the bottom line. I think Met fans deserve this. We all know that there are many ways to build a good ball club, right? Just mm -hmm. because I'm ticked off they didn't get Springer and I thought he was a perfect, perfect fit doesn't mean that they can't still improve the ball club. But what I wanted was two of the big moves. I didn't want Bauer. I didn't necessarily want Lindor. I didn't want Real Muto, but I didn't get my guy that I wanted. So if you were to tell me the Mets go out there and shock the world and sign Bauer or trade for Arenado, I'm fine with that. That's what I want, though. Okay. I think they still need that level move. I, to it's funny. I too. my bar was a little bit lower, and that was you got to give me one big time move. You know, almost as a sign of good faith, because Steve Cohen buying the Mets is not a one year, two year, five year plan. He's going to own the team hopefully for the rest of his life, and he's going to spend like a big market team. And so this isn't going to be our first, you know, enjoyment of going into an off season and getting to bid on top free agents. Not necessarily getting them all, but at least being in the conversation the way the Yankees have been over the last 25 years. So to me, it was, you got to give me one, a sign of good faith. And then after that one big move is made, I like the core of this team. I thought the Mets underachieved in major ways last year. Plus, they just had no starting pitching, you know, as the season was rolling on. So I think that this team isn't dealing with coming from nowhere. They're not the Jets rebuild. You know what right. I mean? Like, they've got a core. So get me the one big move and then plug in pieces after that. That's kind of the offseason they're headed towards because they plugged in catcher with James McCann. They're working on the bullpen. I expect another move, whether it's bad hand or someone else. And they gave you the big superstar move in trading for Francisco Lindor. You, on the other hand, you are like this fat kid who just needs more. I need two superstars. Two. Meanwhile, I've been saying all along for the Mets fan, calm down. They're going to make moves. I trust and this they team. Did. Yeah, but but they're but here, here's the issue. They're too far away, and it's not Cohen and Alderson's fault. They're they're the damage has been done not only to the Mets. How are they far too far away? What aspect of this team makes more, them wait, far you, away? You admitted it. You they may be a decent team. They're not going to compete with the Dodgers to catch up to expedite the process to become legitimate World Series contenders, whoa, 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 which is on. what I want. And the owner said the expectations are raised. Yeah, they need another big move. They I think it. they're in the mix with Atlanta right now. When you look at the National League East, and I think you know when you bring up the Yankees, I get the Dodgers. They are in the National. Nationally. I focus on the division. How you play the each team. I like I just said, you focus on the freaking division. Can no. they compete with the Braves to win this National League East? Yeah, I think they can. I don't oh, think okay. I think the Braves are I think the Braves are good. I don't think the Braves are, you know, an unbeatable juggernaut. And look, I, I think the Padres have been wildly aggressive, and I give them credit for that. 
But you, Darvish, as great as he was last year, I don't trust him in a big spot. You're a big, Mr. Big Spot guy. By the way, he's also 34, 35 years old. It's not like he's in the prime of his career. Blake Snell's tremendous. You know, when they let him pitch more than five innings, he's outstanding. Before we we worry about the Braves, can you beat the Marlins? How about that? I mean, I I agree with you. I'm just. The Mets were so bad. I know it was just a short year, but come on. I mean, you thought they were going to be competitive for a playoff spot. It was disappointing. That that disappointing is an understatement. I get it, but that's last year. I'm talking about this year. I don't think the Mets, assuming they make the moves that I still think they need to make, which is, you know, I said three things, so it's not nothing. A reliever, I want another depth starting pitcher, and they obviously need a glove in center field. And, maybe and what are you doing depth- in the infield then? You're, you're going with J.D. Davis? I mean, I don't see, you know, besides an Arenado trade, you know, I love Justin Turner. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would go to Justin Turner at this point. He can't I mean, go back down that road. No, not now. Well, as good as he is, he's, you know, he's not getting any younger. You know what I mean? Like the guy's no, it'd be 36 typical. Years old. It'd be typical to have them have him before he becomes a star. Then he goes, becomes a star, and then they get him back and he falls off. That would yeah. be typical. I don't maybe, maybe that's a part of it. It kind of scares me thinking about it. But at this point, I think I'd stick with J.D. Davis. There's nothing out there that really turns me the other way. But I think if they can add another depth arm in the rotation, if they could add to their bullpen and build a pen that actually, you know, Seth Lugo, Edwin Diaz, Brad Hand, Trevor May. That's not, well, I'm including Diaz in the mix. Diaz was good last year. And I'm not relying on him as a closer, Sal. Diaz, Familia, Batances all sound nice if they pitch to the best of their capability. Hey, that's why, but that's what, but that's why when I was mentioning the bullpen, I didn't mention Batanzas and Familia. I mentioned Diaz because I thought Diaz was good last year. And I think taking the pressure off of him, him not being the guy, is going to help. I mean, if Edwin Diaz is the seventh inning guy or you're using him in situations that aren't to get the last three outs of a game, I don't know. I, I think he could be halfway decent. Seth Lugo would be my closer. I mean, if if that's the route they're going where Lugo's back in the bullpen. So this team is good. Is it the best team in baseball? Is it the team to beat? I'm not saying that, but it's a good team. And I couldn't expect Steve Cohen in a one-off season to just go out and blow the roof off of everything. But they didn't sign the top free agents. They traded for the best shortstop in the mother freaking major leagues. You're ignoring it. You're no, acting I'm not, like it didn't happen. Uh, that is a fact. You you have just stated a fact. They made a trade for the best shortstop in baseball, one of the top five players in baseball. I am also stating a fact. They have not signed one of the top free agents. They didn't do it. Not Bauer, not Real Muto, not Springer. <laughs> Hasn't been done. So, so I'm still waiting. Wired a guy better than all of them. Is that a fair statement? Well, I mean, we both just said we thought Arenado was better. No, so no, no. You, you just could... said, no, no, no. Don't change. Oh, don't pivot. Don't saying. pivot. You're talking about from the free agents? Yeah. You just said they didn't sign one of the big free agents. Now, DJ LeMayhew's been great. So if you want to argue, hey, over the last two years, he's better. Sure. That, that you, I guess you can make that well, argument. That was another one they could have gone down that road. We talked about <laughs> it. was never realistic. But, well, why not? I mean, they need a third baseman, right? Or a second baseman. Look, you know who my preference was? And it's not over yet. My preference was Trevor Bauer. You you seem very anti-Trevor Bauer, but I, I was enamored point, I, by... At this point, I'd take him, no question. <laughs> Why are you acting so desperate after they've had an offseason that so far has been pretty good? 
You're acting like the Wilpon still on the team. You really are. It's not. It's not that. I'll it's, take them. I'll take anyone. Yeah. Well, I wanted one of the big moves, so I figured the way to make this look. <laughs> you know why I would take him? Not only because it would be exciting for the fan base and that type of move. But then what you would do is instead of what I would have done, balance out the lineup with Springer, you now take that rotation to the next level. I don't yes. think it's necessary, but if you add Trevor Bauer with Jacob deGrom and Carrasco and Stroman, now you're taking that rotation to the next level. So we could talk about the lineup yeah. not being on par with the top teams, but the rotation would be better than those yeah, other teams. Yeah, I, I think that what I would love to see happen in a perfect world, because I don't want it to be a contradiction when I tell you, boy, I wouldn't have given Springer 120, 140 million. Cause that means what am I going to do the next few years? Trevor Bauer is different because to me, if you sign Trevor Bauer to a long-term deal, let's say it's a five-year deal. Syndergaard's done. Let's just be honest about it. If Noah Syndergaard comes back healthy and pitches well, unless they got him on some kind of short-term deal, he's gone. You're not, you're just not, even with Steve Cohen going to be able to pay three starting pitchers. Oh, well, you could keep him. Let Stroman walk if you wanted. I mean, no, but you you're know. paying Bauer, Degrom, and even Carrasco for another year. That's I what mean, I'm saying. Oh, and you're saying you, you both Syndergaard and Stroman are going to be gone in that? Yeah, scenario? I think so. I think if you if you end up signing Bauer and you're paying him in the 30s and you're paying Jake in the 30s, it's tough to imagine they're going to have you know a 90 million dollar payroll just in their starting pitching, but. Here's what I would try to do, even though it may cost Steve Cohen the luxury tax. I would try to get Bauer on a two-year deal, and I'd pay him an obscene amount of money. And Bauer's creative, man. Like, he's he's out there. So, hear me out. Two years, $80 million. Is that really I mean, that crazy? It's crazy to think that you're paying somebody $40 bucks a year. Okay. I don't care how much two years him. seventy million is that. I'm better? not worried about. I'm not worried about the money or the length. What I'm worried about is building the ball club. So it's not the way that I would have done it. However, I think it is their best option right now to build a legitimate contender. Would be to go out and sign Bauer. That's so, a team. Oh, yeah. What a well, that, that's exactly the point. Oh. Right. So that's the point. Now instead of it going to a legitimate offense, now you turn to that rotation. And say, okay, this is the strength. Not only is it the strength, as it has been in years past, but they actually have defense to go along with it. Oh, and by the way, it's not an anemic lineup like we've seen. There's some balance there. So the lineup can probably hold their own. So you hope the bullpen and the defense, and uh, obviously with those two starting with uh, DeGrom and Bauer one and two, that's tough to beat. So in conclusion, we have agreed that the New York <laughs> match is signed Trevor Bauer. Is that what we've come to the conclusion of? It is, yeah. It is. <laughs> Forget Springer. I want Bauer. Who needs Springer and the $150 million? Get Go get Trevor Bauer. Put him right in. And Medford's wanted from the beginning. Maybe you were yes, one of them as well. I was. Put, yeah, pair him in number. Pair him with DeGrom. I never thought you needed two aces, but now I think that that's their only option to, to get to, you know, as serious contenders as they can be. That would be the move. And the idea that the reason why and i know it's crazy to pay a guy 40 million dollars a year i get it i mean you're paying him more than jacob Degrom. i get all of that but it's a smart way to keep bauer quote unquote motivated you know he's got another contract year in a couple of years and it gives you the flexibility where he's gone in two years you know which is a good thing and a bad thing if he has two dominant years we'll all want him back but if he has one dominant year one average year you move on and you, i would Right, yeah. you would go for that. The question is, would yeah. he? I I think most Met fans say, oh yeah, sure. What's the difference? He's Two crazy, man. 
You he's talked at this point. Yeah, I mean, he's talked in the past about only pitching on one-year contracts, and I think there's a lot of ego and brand involved with him. If you're going to make him the highest-paid you know pitcher in baseball in terms of average salary, I I I don't think it's crazy. I think if this was any other player, I probably wouldn't have even brought it up because it'd be like it's a waste of time. Like it's not going to happen. Pitchers just want security. It's your chance to get a six or seven year deal. I think Bauer's out there, but I just, I, the, the overall point I wanted to make to you, and you've made your case. And, and, and by the way, I think most people listening are going to agree with you. So I, I know I'm in the minority on this. I don't. What Springer is I'm on? No yeah. way. Oh, I think most Mets fans were pissed. They've been killing me on Twitter. No, don't worry about it. The Mets are far. What are you, an idiot? They don't need him. They got to worry about one. I can't well, believe it. I mean, that I don't shows, understand it. Because I got the opposite. That just shows that people like to bitch at the person that says whatever <laughs> they said. Because <laughs> I got the opposite. Point, so I don't know what you're talking about. You know what? I don't know who is in the, major- the majority or the minority. Who the hell knows what Mets fans actually want? I just know that George Springer is a nice player. He's a he's been a postseason juggernaut. I don't want to take anything away from that. I did not think that once they traded for Lindor, the New York Mets needed to go out there and just blow the roof off of George Springer. That would be a contract in three years that you'd hate. And don't tell me if they win a World Series, everything's fine. That's the case with anything. Of course, we all think that. Then then trade for Arenado too. Don't say he has a bad contract and say, hey, if we win the World Series, everything's fine. Trust me. If the Nets win the NBA title this year, I'm not going to give a crap about the 2026 first round draft pick. And if I complain about it in 2026, slap me across the face and say, you want a title, shut up. Will do. I'll I'll keep you up on that. Uh, Would you do 100 million three years for Bauer? Uh, 105. I mean, you know, whatever, something like that. Yeah, Get I like three years and under. I probably pay him a fortune because I like it. I like the flexibility. I like the not that a guy like Trevor Bauer needs to be motivated by any stretch, but you're not committing to the long term of a guy who's, you know, 30. He's 30 right now. I think he just turned 30. So if you give him a six year deal, you're committing late into his career. I believe in Bauer. I'm not scared off by. You know, people citing what he did in 2015 or 2016 and 2017. I saw what he did in 2018. I saw what he did in 2020. Two of the last three years. You and I think I believe sorry. It. You, you've now pushed me in the direction. This is this is now what I want. Now it's not, oh yeah, I take him. <laughs> no, now it's what I want because we both agree this this is, I mean, that would be the move. That's the move now. That's left. That's it. All that's right. the move that's left. I like it. We ended on a positive. We ended on a, a kumbaya kind of moment, and that's yeah. Sign Trevor Bauer. <laughs> yeah. Get it done. I'm trying to think of a rhyme that I can uh, give Craig to put into a microphone. What rhymes with his megaphone? What rhymes with Bauer? Power. Use that power. Get me Trevor Bauer. Nah, that doesn't work. Lauer. Did you uh? Did you bench tonight when you get home? I haven't done that yet. I haven't oh, done. oh I got 30, it. Those 30-pound t- dumbbells? <laughs> I'm going to do that after our podcast is over. <laughs> Let's take a shower. Get me Trevor Bauer. No, that doesn't work. All right. Uh, I think Craig could come up with something a little better. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to text him right now and it'll be something brilliant in the morning. Uh, Thank you, Sal. Sal Licata, WFAN SNY fame. This has been a, a riveting edition of the Evan Roberts podcast.